the interpretation is about moya te tangata he tangata manaki. Moya he tangata ringa raupa, marry a man with calloused hands. What does this represent? Well, a man with ringaropa or calluses is a sign that he is a hard worker and industrious. You'll hear a number of interpretations of this whakatauki in part three of our series. I'm with students at Te Wharekura o Tauranga Mona to find out how this applies to them. And Dr Wainata talks about how this whakatauki and its meaning has changed slightly over time. I'm Justine Murray. Sir Hidani Mukumi describes a whakatauki as the following. It's a, uh, a very succinct message uh, which has, uh, which places a high value on a certain aspect of human behavior. And these are stated as uh, universal truths that people need to be aware of and that people need to use to guide their behavior and also to guide their judgments about uh, what to say and what not to say and what to do and what not to do. Moia Hitangataringaropa is not really gender specific, but there is a similar whakatauki for women. Aitia te wahine o te harakiki. Marry a woman of the flax garden. This shows that she too is a hard worker. Dr. Wayne Ngata of Tiaitanga Hauiti is a scholar, researcher, and the chair of the Māori Language Commission Te Tauriwhiri Itereo Māori. I sat down with him to talk about this fakatauki. Marry somebody or be with somebody who's a, who's a hard worker in whatever field. We say it in a raupa, but um, Physic- to mean physically yeah, hard that's working. physically hard working. But that in a raupa applies to any one who I think we can probably expand that. Um, but to um, not just hard work, but smart work. Yes. Yeah, yeah. marry someone who works hard and smart. Um, yes. So is yeah. it the values of marriage, do you think, today? That's you know? the, well, what do people look for? I mean, uh, and again, it's not exclusive to Māori, eh? it's a universal yeah, human condition um, where we look for things in a partner. And so each uh, race have their own way of articulating that. And I think, in the main, there, there's some general things that probably are that are human, human-centered. Yeah, marry someone who's going to look after you. Marry someone who works hard. That's a universal. If they can't get kai, you'll get stuff. Professor Tayarahia Black. In all of my life, I have never come across hetangata without raupa. But I think there's a there's an interpretation that I'd love to give to that too. Um, the interpretation is about moya te tangata he tangata manaki. Moya te tangata he tangata who has hospitality. Moya te tangata he tangata who has connections. 
Moya de Tangata, who has aspirations to develop his children into something unique and special. Moya de Tangata, who looks after his wife, his partner. Moya de Tangata, who is selfless, does not consider himself important, but continues to work day and night for his whānau. Um, Ropa gives a sense of industry or industrious. Yes, yes, yes. Let's have intellectual industry. Let's add that to that. Let's add uh, industry in terms of manaki, mate uh, mate aone, those, those core principles that drive us. Let's have the industry to, for all of us to stand up and say, I love my children and I want to love them every, in everything they do. And so, so um, that whakatauaki is moya te tangata The same application should be about a woman. In, in this sense, my comments would go um, to all genders, that it be integrated and the application of that become part of what we do in our everyday lives. Should we normalize that? Yes. Should we make it a habit? Yes. Should we be doing better than we are doing? Of course. <laughs> We've got good models. We've come from good models. Let's continue to grow each other in the ideas, the innovation, the inspiration, and the creativity that we are good at. And for my, while I'm here, I want we are any. That's what I want to do. That is the prayer that was told to me by Kohine Fakarua Ponika in 1981 in Turangi. <laughs> Ya Kino Hughes, a Nakotana, a Kotekrakia tene at the Manunate Tuturifat. When I was researching Waiata of Tuhoi, my elders told me to head to Turangi. There is a queer, Kohine. Later on, I met Kino Hughes, who told me that the Karakia is for the Tuturifati bird or the red breasted dotteral. Eteiwi, Irungayene Kore Rukatua, Kanui Temihi Kakuto Katua, I, Kotata Katua, Nataha Erua. Marry a person with calloused hands. Moya he tangata ringaraupa. Is this proverbial saying still relevant today? As we heard from Professor Tayarahia Black, he suggests marrying a person whose character is to look after others, to be hospitable, he tangata manaki. Does your generation or upbringing influence into how you look for a respective partner? Generation Z or the millennials were born between 1995 and 2009. 
The whakapauki moia he tangata ringaraupa, marry a man with calloused hands, is not generation specific. But with the digital dating platforms like Tinder or social media sites like Facebook and Instagram, people meet each other or fall in love based on what's written about them online and what their photos look like. It's a wide net of potential partners and arguably increased risk. The characteristics of Generation Z, that's those born between 1995 and 2009, is that they are task-focused and the most educational and provided-for generation. They're mature and they have grown up largely in the digital age. I caught up with a bunch of Generation Z students recently at Te Wharekura o Tauranga Moana to get their view about this proverbial saying. E ki ana tēne whakateiki, moia he tangata pukumahi. So, mo te kōtiro, ko taku wahine raupa, me pai ia ki te tunukai, me pai ia ki te whakapai whare, I would go for a girl that would uh, can be able to cook. She can clean the house, or loves cleaning the house. She will someone that will always be there to help me when I'm down. Um, and as a hard worker, she will never back down from anything. I thought that Go back to the Marais and um, finish up all, finish off what um, things were supposed were um, given to us and use them. A few thoughts there from Tarafati Dika and Kanapaku from Te Farekura o Tauranga Moana. Moia he tangataringa raupa marry a man with calloused <laughs> hands. <laughs> My wife, yeah. Nō te arua, nā hihi o te rā, bidwa. Nā te mahi ka puta mai ngā hua pai i Wanganui te whānau. Uh, Hia hanga ngā hua pai uh, ko te, te mahi o te ururo, te mahi o te kōrero, te mahi o te pūtea, te mahi o ngā rauemi, te mahi o ngā whanaungatanga. He maha ngā hua e puta mai nā te my wife would definitely agree with that, <laughs> that proverb. She's always saying, isn't it time you got back up in the office or <laughs> when's your next trip overseas? Yeah. She is uh, someone who I've always tried to help and support. When we were first married, she did all of the work because I was still finishing my studies. And I said to myself one day when I'm working she will not have to work and so I set that as a goal for my life and took on that whakatoki of of being someone who who works hard for their whānau and for their and it starts with my wife we've been married 31 years now and I thought if I look after my wife 
then she'll be able to look after our tamariki and everything else will fall into place because the secret to a happy life is a happy wife. <laughs> and so and so for me, that whakatauki means a lot and it's something I've tried to value and just to continue working hard. Uh, when I've met people, they often say, wow, you know, you're just an amazing speaker. Well, what they don't see is that hours and hours and hours of, of work behind the scenes and the mahi that goes on to all of that. And I know that without all of that hard work, then none of this would fall into place. Moia he tangata ringaropa, marry a man with calloused hands. Oh, isn't that a wonderful whakatauki, which shows how we value work. I always remember my father used to say to me, a man gets his mana from his mahi. And I think that that's a really important thing, um, that that we need to feel empowered by the work that we do. And so a, a, a wise woman will always make sure that she marries a man who is a good worker with a strong work ethic. Kia ora, Dr. Ella Henry. There are many whakatauki that can refer to an individual putting in the hard work. Tama tsu, tama ora, tama noho, tama mate. A man who is active will thrive. A man who is inactive will die. Here's an explanation with the late Machu Dixon. Ko te tama noho he he tangata māngere, kare he aha mo te rā tangata. Engari ko te tangata pukumahi he he kahai ki te hapai ngā ngā mahi a te iwi, a te whānau, a te hapū, a te marae, a koero hoki there is another whakatauki that talks about hard work. This applies to the marae. Te amorangi ki mua, te hāpai o ki muri. The leaders at the front and the workers behind the scenes. Now this talks about everybody having their responsibility, their place on the marae. Each one has an integral part to play. Northland queer Nora Ramika knows a thing or two about hard work. Born in Thekao, she grew up poor in a home with a dirt floor, no power and no running water. She remembers how her mum would push a horse-drawn plough through the gardens while heavily pregnant. Hard work paid off for Nora. In her teenage years, she attended Turakina Māori Girls School. She became a mum, and in 1982, she was the first Māori employed at the Trade Union Educational Authority. She became their national coordinator. As part of work development, her job sent her to Harvard University in Massachusetts to do a course in labour management. Education was high on her priority list, and Nora went on to do a degree in social sciences. Her proudest achievement, however, was restoring the marae, fitu marama, and building papakainga, that's homes for the locals who lived or have returned to the land, at Tarko Bay. Those early lessons of hard work is part of Nora's own philosophy. She had a sit-down chat with Lois Williams. My mum was very young when she had me. She was 16 when she had me, and, and a very young mum. And, and so she met my dad and married my dad and uh, moved to Titi. And the reason why we moved to Titi is um, my, my parents moved to Titi was because um, my father was married before and his wife had passed away and he had three children to his first wife. And so his children was back in Titi, so he wanted to come back with his new wife 
and sixteen year old bride and sixteen year old bride and to be near his three children mm-hmm. and of course, coming back to Titi was a time where housing was very bad and I, and I can remember as a child being brought up in a house that was uh, mud floor, uh, big open fire, and um tins around and Pataraupo and Nico, any little thing that actually makes a house. For me, that was actually, for me, it was a, a life that, that um, I can still remember. What was the community like in those days? Yeah. Titi was a wonderful place to be brought up, I have to say. I, I loved my life at Titi as a child. I loved the people, my people, which I still think a lot of. It was hard. Um, we never had electricity. We never had um, water, no, never had tanks. We had puna, where we had to, as a child, I could remember going down to the well and getting water before my mum, before going to school. The reason was because my mum was always pregnant. <laughs> and this, of course, you can, uh, in saying that, um, there was 15 of us uh, children. My mum had 14. That wasn't uncommon in those days, of course. No, it wasn't uncommon, of course. Yes, it wasn't un- uncommon. But I think in during that period of time, um, people might think it was hard, but uh, for us, uh, we didn't have much, in, um, but we could live off the land. We had pippies around us. We had fish. We had gardens. Um, I mean, we never saw meat, I guess, for me. I never saw meat until every fortnight my father would come back from wherever he was working with, with some meat. Um, but we never had fridges, so meat was wouldn't be, uh, you know, we couldn't keep meat. So you'd eat it share it? We were pretty healthy, I think, and we had fruit that was always on the trees. We had figs, you know, so seasons sort of brought around fruit. And um, we were children that lived on seafood. <laughs> seafood, uh, vegetables and fruit. That sounds like a pretty healthy diet. Oh, it was wonderful. Your own version of the Mediterranean diet. <laughs> yes, what was. did your dad do for a living? What was he working at? My father was one of those hard-working men. I actually respect my dad very much because he was a wonderful father. Uh, and I say that I was lucky because I never saw alcohol in our house. My father worked hard. He used to um, come into Waipapa and pick up any work. And he used to do fencing um, he had to walk either ride by horse or at, on a bike when he was, and then or us walk. He would start walking on a Sunday to come back to work and wake up on a Monday. He would walk overnight? Overnight. Oh, well, he would walk, and he would start early in the afternoon and walk to, to um, wake up. How many, how many Ks would that be? Uh, well, it's about 13 Ks, I think, now. And, and you could remember during that time we never had Darcyl roads. This metal road. So he would trudge overnight over he would these trudge, gravel roads. And a lot of them did that. A lot of the men did that. Uh, but my dad was a hard-working man. He, uh, he went to um, work in a quarry. You know, he knew, people knew him, and he was a hard worker. So, What was his name? His name, my dad's name, his name was Waitai Tua. And in the olden days, all the people at Ngātirehi or Titi used to call him Neru, and, and uh, after the Prime Minister, because he was very dark, my dad, um, beautiful smile, happy man, um, but he always, uh, he, he, the people at home called him 
Nehru because he looked like the Prime Minister of India. <laughs> For me, I love school. I loved school. I think all of us loved school. We always remember that we got smacked and it wasn't, you know, there was things that we weren't allowed to do. And, and, um, did you get punished for speaking? speaking yes, we did. I did many times. That must have been very hard. It was. It, uh, it was hard for us in the beginning, but we, you know, as children, you sort of uh, knew right and wrong. And when we went home, we spoke Māori and we weren't allowed to speak English. <laughs> <laughs> so we had two worlds, and, and when we went to our marae, it was only totally te reo. So we never grew up in English except at school. And uh, our village was vibrant, I have to say. Um, we grew up in a period of time where um, there was religion, um, played a major role in our lives. And, and we had our rules in the village too, so rules uh, about drinking. And, and, and when children got into trouble at Titi, uh, they were brought before a council of um, kaumatas or council that was set up by the church or, well, sort of the church, but by the hapu themselves. I um, I never saw a police. We, we, we always thought they were boogeymen because we, we, you know, we were told if you ever see a policeman, they're boogeymen, so they get you to jail. So we're always terrified of policemen. I loved being with my my queers and, and the mothers of those times, um, just watching them do what they did. Well, but, it's, but it sounds like a place where nobody would be left out, nobody would be lonely, nobody would be um, left without help if they needed it. Most of the times, yes, because they actually um, always helped each other. Mm. If you had a tangi at Titi, everyone actually contributed to that week. So the hardships of tangis weren't hardships of tangi, if you like, taken into account now. Um, tangis are different. Whereas in my mum and my dad's time, even when I was a child, everybody would go to the marae, the, the grown-ups. We, the older children like myself, would look after the little ones at home and we only go down maybe at night for church and then we'll come home. Mum and Dad used to just do the get, prepare all the food, and they all go and get the food. They, you know, they they just was just marvelous, and you never starved. I mean, uh, our people in my our time, our marais were just wonderful. Kia ora, that's Lois Williams with Ngatirehia Kuya, Nora Ramika. The late Machu Dixon shared his whakaro about this whakatauki moia te tangata ringaropa, marry a man with calloused hands. He, he tohu tuhano mo ngā mea tāne, ke moi ngā wahine noho ana i te, te pāhara keke, wahine mohi o ki te, ki te raranga niha. Machu says this particular whakatauki offers up advice to a man to marry a woman who sits in the flax garden. Ki te whakapaipai i ngā mea o te kāinga. <laughs> he says this symbolises that a woman knows how to look after a home. Does that apply today given that maybe this day and age, Matauranga, Reo Māori, you know, um, Marry a clever man as opposed to oh, that could be hard working oh, too, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kote, kote ringa raupa o kai te pia tonu i te kite tangata matatau. 
Kau koe moe toka, toka ihana rau. <laughs> koe horo i te kōro nea, me moe koe ki tō tuahine ki tō tūngāne, kia kore e ngaro hoki te whenua. Kore hoki te tikanga mo te rau. Engari, hea orere ke hoki tēnei. <laughs> So Mary, a hard-working man? Yeah, a hard-working man, a person of good character, a person who is uh, peaceful, uh, a person who is uh, supportive, all those very positive uh, uh, characteristics that a person should have. Do you hear the truth?